The holidays are right around the corner. Give the gift of hockey this holiday season with the Dallas Stars Holiday Hat Trick Blend. Free shot, tip, score! Choose from three great packages and receive two tickets to three Stars home games, a Dallas Stars branded sleeve blanket, and tickets to watch the Frisco Fighters of the Indoor Football League. Inventory will be limited, so score your holiday hat trick plan now at DallasStars.com. Welcome to the Podman Rush, the official podcast of the Dallas Stars, presented by Kingsville Brewery. Let's join the rush with your hosts, Daryl Razor Ray and Mike Heike. Okay, Jordan has us all set up once again. There had better be holiday bells on this pod, Jordan. Just letting you know, right off the hop. Right off the hop. Okay, you can thumbs up with your little fireworks behind you all you want i want to hear i think everybody does because i have a tub-sized vestibule full of eggnog in front of me and i'm ready to go piping hot hockey opinions fresh from the razor boy oven just waiting to be shared with you the hearty pod man rushers oh yes it's the holiday 2023 version of the Podman Rush. And here with me, if I'm your Santa, is our little writing elf, the senior writer for DallasStars.com. Welcome in, Mike Heike. Mike, are you there? I'm like the Bob Newhart elf in, in the elf movie. You always use so many current references, Mike. It's I know. Awesome. Well, that's actually within the last, what, 20, 30 years? Yeah. Yeah, good. that is the current one for you, actually. <laughs> At least I didn't say you use a Serpico reference. <laughs> no, you used that the other day. It was actually a good one. But uh, I want to start with e-bugs, Mike, because yes. we saw one. We, we were involved with one in St. Louis this past week. Joe, the Joe O'Brien experience came into play. Yes, indeed. Hey, how I was thinking this, and this is how how odd my brain works when it does work. How funny would it be if eBugs gave press conferences when they get released? It it, it would be you know, great. It was merely a press release for poor Joe. It was just yeah. like you know sent out on an email chain that he's been released from his amateur tryout. And uh, I would just love the e-bug, not not just with us, all of them, to stand in front of their little makeshift stalls in the room and give a real kind of indignant interview stating repeatedly that they felt they never really got a fair shot. You know, yeah, (laughs) the guy could stand there, thought my warm up was excellent, could see guys were kind of frustrated and in not lighting me up you know i you just want a fair shot uh, i don't think i got that my supervisor kelvin and the guys back at the warehouse sent me a note and a group text saying how they thought i got screwed and deserved better you know that meant a lot uh to answer your question where do i go from here i don't know that's a good that's a good question i'm gonna need some time just a little di- disillusioned right now. 
I, I think you can hear it in my voice. A little choked up. I do know that the mid-ice crisis team in my brother-in-law Kenny's beer league is looking for a goalie. So I, I guess their guy got divorced and stopped showing up. So we'll see whether that's the path I take. Uh, but uh, right now, I just I just need to get my my head straight and wrapped around the fact that that I, I was promised something in my mind and it never came to fruition. Sounds like you've been practicing this speech, Daryl. I, I, don't, I don't know if you have any kind of personal ties to the story. How great would that be, though? <laughs> it would be wonderful. You know, with a straight face. Yeah. One of these guys has to do it at some point. Just call an impromptu press conference and just let everybody know that that they they felt like there was something there and then they got screwed, essentially. Are we on the precipice of a three-goalie system in the NHL, Mike, and the e-bug just goes away? Yeah, I think we should be. It it just makes sense to just it, – it's not going to shatter the cap or, or change the economics of the league, but just give the teams an exception to carry a third goalie. Yeah. did I went – I did the deep dive on how this whole thing works. And <clears throat> it's probably a bigger – not probably. It is a bigger issue because of a flat cap and how tight most teams it feels like are to where – Look, you you can play with one fewer defenseman. You can play because you still have five. Right. You can play with one fewer forward because you still have three intact lines. When you're goaltending, you only have two of them. And when it it gets narrowed down or whittled away to where you can't call up another pro and you have to have uh, essentially, you know, God bless these guys, but you got, yeah. you know, they're in their mid to late thirties and they played. Yes, they played the position, but not on a high level. And you, you, you your game might come down to them being in net for you. And, yes. and just the, you know, Mark Janko and, and uh, Jim Neal and, and the brass with the stars, the, you know, it, it's not panic, but, there's a lot that has to go on in a short period of time, especially in a situation like that where they're playing back to back. You don't know what you know that it, when it's going to hit, where you need this to happen. But they couldn't recall a goalie because of the cap space. Their options were these were the options: they could send Harley or Johnston down because they don't need waivers to open right. up some cap space so that they could call up a goaltender. And it's like, well, no, we're not going to do that. We're going into St. Louis. Yeah, we're They're trying to win this game. They're integral pieces on this team. You could put a guy on waivers, another individual. You don't want to do that, potentially no. lose the guy. Um, or you, they they could sign a major junior goaltender who's 20, so an overage, to uh, an amateur tryout. Again, they can't sign anybody to actual money because there's no room to sign them because there's a minimum to which you have to pay an individual, uh, there's a minimum salary, just like there's a minimum portion or a bottom or floor Correct. to the salary cap, and there's a ceiling to the salary cap. So under the threshold is what it's called when you play with fewer players than, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm getting choked up about all this. <laughs> under the threshold, you have to play one game like this yes. where you're under the threshold. 
and then you get emergency exception recall, which sounds like a Schwarzenegger movie. Emergency exception recall. Uh, and that's what they have now with Matt Murray up here because of the injury to to uh, Jake Ottinger. And Joe O'Brien, who was in St. Louis, yep. lives in St. Louis, is their e-bug, got signed by the Stars to an amateur tryout and made $0 in the game. He made nothing. Just a tryout. Just an Just amateur tryout. tryout. And that's why I go back to... I thought my warm-up was excellent. I I can't believe that I didn't get a crack at this. Yeah. Amateur tryout. I mean, what was my tryout? The 19 pucks I stopped in warm-up. That was my yes. entire tryout as an e-bug. It's, it's a situation <laughs> that needs to be addressed. Uh, it's funny. With the COVID thing, well, they were making contracts five years ago yeah. with the thought that, hey, this cap's going up. Yeah. And then all of a sudden COVID hits and now you're like, well, we kind of have to squeeze a few players in here. And we thought we were going to have an extra million or two, but we don't. Um, and so that, yeah. you know, that's part of it I give to Mark. And then the other part of this, and, and it's silly, but this is how my mind works. It didn't make any difference. Like whether Matt Murray was on the bench uh, in St. Louis or not, they weren't playing. And I know that, you know, Wedge, it could have, Wedgie could have got mm-hmm. hurt. But, you know, in the in the long run, it made absolutely no difference. That's the team they were going to run out there against St. Louis. That's the team they did run out there. So I don't know. Yeah, it's, but you it's, don't know that. You don't know that down the road. No, you they don't. got a point. I agree. They got a point. I agree. I'll guarantee uh, you if Joel Bryan was in the pipes, they would not have earned a point. You don't know that. Come on. I do. Actually, I do. Okay. I have it on. I have it on good advisement that that is truth. <laughs> you, you saw some of the uh, saves he tried to make. Yes. No. Uh, in more, no. In you know up. what? He was. He was a good option. I think that's what they. They all concern themselves with when they're because the potential is always there that your number oh, yeah. one guy gets hurt or or your number two guy, excuse me, gets yeah. hurt in warm up. Then all of a sudden, whoever this individual is, is your goalie for the night. Yeah. Well, that was a David Ayer story. Way, way back in the day, back in the anyway, uh, aughts. I'm getting, I'm getting off this topic. I just wanted to flesh that I one know. out for you, Mike. Thank it's you. Christmas time. It's wish list time. Mm-hmm. Are you, are you hoping for a, an e-bug under your tree? Is that what you want? <laughs> I'll tell you what I want. I want. Complete return to health for Jake Ottinger. I mean, complete, like over a hundred percent. I don't want any of these lingering things for Otter. Yes. And number two, they should they should probably be wishing for a little bit of improvement in their defensive play. <laughs> those you are the two so, things. Huh? It has. Well, slipped the a- I- the irony is those two things can work together right now because as. They are without Jake Ottinger. Maybe this is the best time in the world mm. to improve their defensive play. I like that. I like that. That that's that's a pretty good little epiphany out of you. Thank it you. It slipped a little bit, just a tad. Yeah. There's there's latency in their own zone. And that that seems to have seeped in. Because they are they are a team that gets after it defensively. Not a stand back in a phalanx, but actually pursue the puck on the perimeter. 
and swarm. A lot of a lot of it is swarm. And they were third in goals against last season at the end of it. I think they are like 14th. At least they were heading into the Kraken game the other night. So that that's that's a drop. And it, it was odd for a while because they weren't as good full strength defensively, but absolute world beaters when they were down a man, like yes. shorthanded, you know, yeah. like leading the league still are, I think on the road in their penalty killing, but therein I think lies some of the answer too. And I've seen what has inflicted the overall defensive play into the, into the penalty kill a little bit lately where they, they aren't as to me watching them, they, they have not been as aggressive in getting after and pressuring the puck in their own zone when they're down a man. That was a huge key. And they would yeah. do it in concert with one another where the other team really did struggle to get good scoring opportunities because they were just so hurried all the time. Stars would get on the puck, n- another guy jump in there, they get the puck down the ice, it goes. Terrific penalty killing. When, they're, when they were five on five, they, that latency again. There's primacy and there's latency, Mike. Those are the two things you need to take away from this podcast today. Primacy is when you're on it first. Prime. Prime time. Latency is when you're just a little late. You're just, you know, you're half step behind. And when there's a little bit of latency in there, you can't close on people. You, you can't take time and space away from them. That's what we're trying to uh, extract from the opposition. And when you do that as a unit and you do it in concert with one another, man, there's no room out there. And ultimately you're going to end up with the puck and away you go in transition. So yeah, that, I agree with all. Oh, go ahead. That, well, I'll just say this, that, that, you know, because if you're going to play a system like the stars play and look, most teams are, are playing some form of the same thing. The, the idea that you just sit back in the middle of the rink and give the perimeter up, you know, some teams still do that. All you, all you have to look at are who are the leaders in block shots? <laughs> and those yes. are usually the teams that just clog that slot area and hang back and say, knock yourself out on the, on the perimeter. Uh, but eventually you're going to have to come in here and when you do, we're ready for you. It's like an ambush and uh, boom, away they go out of there. So, you have you have these things. If I was reading a little bit between the lines on what uh, Deborah was saying the other day when we were talking about this, you know, he he basically stated, you know, we we seem to be a little more interested and have a lot more energy for when we have the puck and we're going on offense than when we don't have the puck in our own zone, and that that is where it needs to probably change a little bit for the group, just a little more focus and attention and energy thrown into the here we're going to close things in our own zone then okay yeah i want to go on offense look at all the giddy up i got going now as we go up the ice that that was the point i was going to make is that there is that balance between offense and defense and like all you have to do and i know people don't like plus minus per se uh, but all you have to do is look at the top line i think they were uh, well, Joe was plus 46. I think he was third or fourth in the league. Rope was plus 30 something. Yeah. I think, uh, 
Robertson was plus 31 last year and they're all minuses, I believe this year. And, you know, that, you know, some of that structures to they're not producing the amount of goals they were producing, but some of that is also part of the team mindset of, you know, you've got to be able to play defense too. And, you know, like you said, if, if you're getting to the point where all you're worried about is offense, uh, or you lean too heavily towards offense, uh, then yeah, you're going to have problems in a defensive end. That's all. The positive has been that they've been able to outscore the wobbles. Yes. But it needs to get better. Yeah. It, it needs to get a little better. So uh, you bring up the hints line. It's like you read my mind or something here. Let me, let me ask this question. We, we posed it on the broadcast the other night. Stars Emmy award-winning broadcast. Multi-Emmy. You're right. It is plural. Has the hints line been, is it usurped as the team's number one line? Yes. Yeah, it's a legitimate question, isn't it? And again, it's not a bad thing. I mean, it's if you've got another line taken out that line, then something good is happening. Uh, now, clearly they've taken a step back, but the Duchesne line has just been fantastic. I was hoping you were going to give me a Lee Corso. Not so fast, my friend. <laughs> then I'd, I'd put on my razor head hat. And the, yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. I am a character of a mascot. Yeah, the reasoning on that would be the five-on-five five play for me, which, again, is an echo of what you just stated. Yeah. You know, you get pluses. And I, I don't know if people understand. It, it, it can be the most boring deep dive on planet Earth. And the plus minus that the league pumps out, it's different than what the coaches for Correct. each individual team put out. They have their own thing. There's so much. There's so much arithmetical noise. Is that a proper word? It is now. I think that is actually, yeah. yeah. Uh, so five on five is where you get most of your pluses if you're on the ice. When you score on the ice, when they score, you get a minus. Also can pick up those pluses when you're shorthanded and you score. Uh but when you score on the power play, it doesn't affect anything. And that's Correct. why those individuals, you know, Pavelski, Hints, Jason Robertson, have put up excellent numbers on the Stars' power play for the most part. But those are not adding to their, their pluses and minuses. Uh, but the other is. And the Duchesne line has just been an absolute, in the parlance of the day, wagon five on five. Yes. And really looking forward to Saturday in Smashville for Matt Duchesne in particular, who was bought out by the Predators and going back in there for the first time and playing just phenomenal. Man, he he has been uh, like a B12X injection for the Stars and their attack. Does it remind you a little bit of when – I mean – I hate always going back to the late 90s, but, it, you know, when you had Madonna and you had Joe Neuendijk, bang, bang, mojo, we called it back in the day. It's a special thing when you can be that, that elite out of the one and two hole. And even more recently, you know, Duchesne reminds me quite a bit of, of Jason Spezza. And, you know, excellent face-off guy yeah. and just absolutely loves to get after it offensively when he has the puck. Yep. Like, the, he is not going to chip and chase. He's going to try some people on 
and make plays. He, you know, he he's one of those individuals that that drives the line, that makes his line mates better, and there's that's a a lot of times that's a rare thing in in the NHL where you have a guy who truly makes his line mates better like all the time. But I think Duchesne's one of those guys. Yeah. Uh, you get it caught up in his flow. If you're his line mate, I mean, you, you feel that, you know, vacuum of I'm going where he's going. And, you know, How sometimes many shifts that can be you bad. played with him, Mike? Well, you know, <laughs> it's just, it's just practice. But yeah, when we're out there, I, I really feel like I get caught up <laughs> oh, in this please jet go stream. On. I want to hear all about this. <laughs> are you right wing or left wing? I'm a left wing. Yeah, I like you are to, a lefty. <laughs> I like to shoot right handed, uh, kind of the European style left wing. Anyway, I'm sorry. You That's were saying? Okay. Uh, it, it's just, he's a dynamic player and it's easy to get caught up into one, the things he does on the ice physically and two, his attitude. I mean, you're right. Mm-hmm. His attitude permeates the line and his team, really, because he's just yeah. so determined to, you know, win, just win a battle, get the puck to the net. And, you know, just like the great goal scorers or great, you know, point scorers, it's like oxygen. To yeah. Him. He loves that stuff. Yeah. He's, and he's effervescent. He's very, yep. very bubbly, very, very positive and, and, and you're energetic, man. He's just full yeah. of energy and, you and I were talking about it, not not to say that we were, you, you know, <laughs> looking up and down the individuals, but he he is way stockier than I ever thought yes. he was. Yeah, and like you see you know, him in a suit, and you're like, holy cow, that guy's thick. Yeah, there's a commercial out now. Uh, I forget who it is. I think it's State and Liberty is the company, uh, but there's a hockey player selling things because they do have they have such big toilets and thighs. Yeah, that it's tough for hockey players to wear suits and pants. Yeah, because they—I mean—they just rip them. They have these great big gluteals from skating, and massive thighs, and uh, and he has this big low end. Like Sidney Crosby has that. Like like they even I remember even Gretzky. Like Wayne Wayne was like a bird up top. Like there there wasn't a lot of upper body uh, mass to him, but he had you know, big, big thighs and a big fanny, yeah. you know, it's, it's just for skating. That's, that's what they develop. It's part of the thing with our guys. They, uh, our babies got back as they say, I think, do they say that? Uh, again, you're uh, pushing this back into the eighties. Okay. I want to live in the 2025. Okay. Well, you go ahead. You, you go ahead then. But, but he, he does have, he has torque and horsepower. How's that? And that's you're a good a, you're, one, yes. Yeah, you're a Ford guy. Yeah. Huh? You're a Mustang driver. And speaking of that, speaking of that, Mike. Okay. What a friggin' segue this is by me. You're so smooth. I'm going to start calling the Duchesne line Mustangs. They, they do uh, run at Las Colinas, so there is a, a regional tie. Mustangs. Think of the line, Mike. The hints line comes out, and then who follows it up? The Mustangs. Duchesne, Sagan, Marchmont. It's a little bit because of how they play, 
but it's mostly because of the 80s cult classic hockey movie, Young Blood. Greatest hockey movie of all time. I think Duchesne is Derek Sutton, the Swayze, the Patrick Swayze character in Young Blood. I believe Tyler Sagan, we all know who he is. He's Dean Youngblood, played by the uh, eternally handsome Rob Lowe. Marchment's tough because if you if you know the movie, there were basically just those two guys on the team. Everybody else was just a bit character. It was just the two of them. Yeah, he Silly can't be Keanu way. Reeves. No, he's the goalie. I know. And he was a goalie. So I'm thinking, I'm I'm thinking Rossini. I think it was Rossini, who was played by former NHLer and Minnesota North Star, the unfortunately late Peter Zezel. So we could I I I think he would probably be the best fit. Uh Rossini. And there you have it. You have the line from from Youngblood. There you go. Mustangs. The Mustangs. People keep trying to push him into some kind of a Toronto or Ontario thing. Where is that? Where did the Mustangs hail from in Youngblood, Mike? Uh, Western Canada. Was it Hamilton? Hamilton. Okay. Yeah, they were the Hamilton Mustangs, Mike. No, I, I didn't remember. I just remember so, him going out to the barn. I figured that was in Alberta somewhere. No, there's barns in Ontario, Mike. I know. It's lots they of farmland. They have dairy cows in, in Ontario, too, Mike. You guys grow a lot of uh, alcohol up there. Don't you? I mean, wheat and barley and stuff. We grow alcohol. Yes, Mike. We grow <laughs> alcohol up there. Jesus. Uh, I saw a thing the other day. The the daughter that, uh, that Dean Youngblood was dating, Rob Lowe, uh, a.k.a. Tyler Sagan, uh, she's 60 now. <laughs> if you well, want to feel old. 62. <laughs> yeah, I know. But still, yeah. you watch the movie, they're not 60. No, it's hard when, when you're a teenage you're young crushes, and frisky so. in that movie. So anyway, older. anyway, there you go. I don't even care if anybody, uh, follows me and continues. I'm calling them the Mustangs. There, done. I think Sevy likes the Bieber bunch, but you know, Come on, the Beaver Bunch, you know, from Ontario. You don't think they like being named that? Anyway, <laughs> special shout out to a couple future Dallas stars and maybe, you know, future Hamilton Mustangs. Maverick Bork and Logan Stankoven are 1 2 in AHL scoring right now. Just brilliant. Phenomenal. Yeah, they're tearing it up. It's a good league. It's a good league. It's the primary feeder league to the National Hockey League. They hate it. Dave Andrews, the former and longtime uh, president, commissioner, whatever they called it down there, of the American Hockey League. I've known Dave since I was like a young teenager out in Western Canada where we grow alcohol. And uh, he hated when you called it the miners. Don't call it the minors. And I understand it from a marketing standpoint. You don't want to make anything seem minor league, right? Right. Call it the American Hockey League. Call it the AHL. So there you go. The American Hockey League. It's a good league. And essentially, Bork and Stankoven are McDavid and Dreisaitl in it 
right now. Yes. Uh, yeah. Christmas is for children, Mike. And those kids are traumatizing goaltenders in the American Hockey League to the level that Krampus usually terrorizes children. Right? Yeah. And in, in a bigger picture, you know, it's been a while. Uh, but in recent years, we've had the Dallas Stars have had those guys. Uh, back in the day, they didn't. Uh, they usually have some 31-year-old leading the scoring. Uh, but in recent years, you know, that team is pumping out some high-level offensive play. It's a solid point by you. You also glossed over my Krampus reference there. Uh, uh, I, I do like Krampus. Uh, is he from Sweden, that. Norway? Where's <clears throat> he from? I don't know. Maybe we can go visit he's, him next year, I think. Huh? He's supposed to uh, teach the mean little children. I bet uh, we make a trip next year. I bet we make Santa a trip to Santa rewards the good children. Krampus tries to uh, straighten up the mean children. I think we're going to so go. So, yes, to I'm him. aware of Krampus. So I just I, I, I didn't, didn't mean to give him the Heisman. Yeah. Is he, where, where does he come from? I don't, I, it's got to be one of those. It's got to be Norway, Sweden, Finland, one of those. We should go over there next year and find out in person. I would love that. I think this, of all, I'll make of it all happen the teams, for you. Yeah. I'll make of it happen. All the teams, this we'll one go needs to, Finland. to go to Finland. Yeah. We'll go to Finland next year and find out the origin of this Krampus dude. Or we can you just, yes. know the, we you can just know, ask, ask uh, he'll tell us. Yeah. Do you think he would tell us the truth, though? Because I don't. Because he doesn't want to get Krampus mad at him. Yeah. See? Stays with you as a, an adult. Uh, you, you know where Nutmeg is from, Mike? Uh, the Nut? Yeah, it's excellent. Connecticut is the Nutmeg state. Oh, there you go. I don't know if you're aware of that or not. It does seem to strike a, a chord in the memory. I'm going to drop all my nutmeg knowledge on you right now, people, just because this is the only time of year, really, that nutmeg comes into play. Is it not? Yeah. I don't, I don't see a lot of people adding nutmeg in like July. No, they don't pour it in their uh, Canadian uh, liquor. Nutmeg is culinary pixie dust for baked goods, confections, puddings, sauces, vegetables. Uh, beverages. You're right, Mike. Beverages. It is also an antioxidant. I I will put up the caution sign though, Mike. Consumed in large quantity, it will cause you to lose your motor skills and prompt hallucinations. I think you could get uh, you get some good money on the street for that stuff. You actually could. Little bags of nutmeg and. Inject it into a person, it will drop them like a bull elk in bow hunting season. The nutmeg injection. I wonder if that's what Dexter used. More obscure television references for you. Of course, at this time of year, it is an eggnog enhancer. And that's really the mm -hmm. only way I consume nutmeg. As a, as a beautiful enhancement both uh, aesthetically and on the palate to help your eggnog consumption during the holiday season. There you go. There you go. You are a nog man. I, I'm impressed with your Excuse nog me? knowledge. 
Yeah. Does that make me a nogger? I think so. Yeah. I think my people dad was a logger. My dad was a logger. I'm a nogger. Hey ho, here we go. Something like that. I think that's a Canadian uh, trailer park uh, song. Speaking of nutmeg injections, five of the 32 coaches have been fired and it's not even Christmas. Not even Christmas, Mike. I know. It's sad. Pete DeBoer gave a, just a fantastic dissertation on the current NHL landscape pertaining to struggling teams nowadays and how it works. You can't make a dressing room rattling trade anymore. Like they did. Remember, yep. remember back when, you know, you'd be 25 games in or 20 games in and it was like, man, it's stale in there. And all of a sudden you'd get like uh, two superstars over here and uh, a couple of uh, depth guys and, and maybe a pick or a minor leaguer. And they're traded for four guys over there. And it just completely upends the dynamic in a in a room. Yeah. And you can't do that anymore because of the salary cap. You just can't, you know, it's it's impossible. You, you can't out. You, it, uh, the other thing you can't do, you can't swap out guys with with individuals in the in the minors in the American Hockey League again because of the cap. Right. So. What can you do? Well, you can change the coach. It, it is. It, I mean, we've talked. I think we've talked about this annually, right? And it never changes. Mm-mm. Like 16% of the head coaches have been dismissed since training camp opened. We're 30 games into the season. I guess, I guess it's just, is it just because the, the, uh, the window to get your act together is so small before the season's just gone that the urgency prompts this stuff? Yeah, I think the GMs feel they're under a lot of pressure, too. I mean, if you look at some of the teams, I think Minnesota had, you know, fairly high aspirations this year. Uh, A lot of people expected more from Ottawa. Uh, So then the GMs are looking down going like, okay, did I screw this up? And how can I fix this? And the, the easiest thing is to sacrifice your head coach. Uh, to just, you know, and, and I think you think as a GM, it's your job to do that. You know, it's, I don't think any of them want to, I mean, I, you know, you, you listen no. to the GMs talk about how hard it is to fire a head coach, but again, it, they do it. <laughs> it's, it's easier to uh, fire a head coach than it is to, you know, lose your own job or, or just sink like a rock in the standings. But, but again, th- th- their hands are so tied because I'm sure they would like to do other things. Yep. But they can't do it. You can only have so many meetings and, you know, I guess cross your fingers and your eyes hoping that this guy gets out of his slump or that goaltender finds his game again and and you can get a little bit of traction and then away you go. But it gets to a point where they need a change. It needs to change. It's not going to get better. And the only way they can change what has become flat or a spiral is to change the guy in behind the bench. And then they, they do that. It is bah humbug. Oh yeah. No but other you're sport. Right. I mean, you're right in that. So like you look at a guy like Val Nichushkin or whatever, he had to get traded for him to wake up. And sometimes you have to fire the head coach for the players to wake up. I mean, there is some, you know, actual psychological, you know, evidence there that this stuff does work. Yeah, well, yeah. That, that's the other thing that comes into play all the time is like, 
How, how do you argue against the Oilers going like 11 and two after they changed their coach or yeah. Minnesota going nine and three after they changed their coach? Like it, it does have that impact, but back 20 years ago, 25 years ago, the same could be said for, for these trades that would, that would just jar something or maybe it would prompt that individual that had gone flat. He, you bring in somebody else to play with him and boom, off they go. And all of a sudden they're winning games for you and that, but you can't do that anymore. No other no, sport does this at a similar rate though. Do they? No, no, I don't think so. I know it's, 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 I find, though, I find though that the, the NFL has become a little more itchy. They used to just fire every, everybody on, what do they call it, Black Monday after the season? Yeah. And now you're seeing more coaches get fired in season, which never yeah. really happened before. You know, college football might be up there with the NHL, and there's a lot more college football teams, but they have itchy trigger fingers in, in college football too. Or and a lot of money, apparently. <laughs> yeah, and, and they'll, they'll can an assistant, you know, after one bad game and say, yeah, we're, we're moving that one out. They'll so, also pay the assistants two million dollars a year. Yes, so. they will. Just to go. Uh, away. Did you see? Did you see that nugget? There are only six guys who have been with their current NHL team since COVID hit in 2019, 2020. Wow. That's how much that. turnover. Yeah, there has been in behind the and a lot. Look, there, a lot has gone on since you know 2020 yeah. and that season that got di- disrupted, and then the bubble and all this other stuff. But there are six. There are six guys that have been the head coach with their current team since 2019. Yeah, I mean, Pete's a great example of you can definitely change teams and still be good. He was good yeah. in Vegas. Now he's still good here. It's sometimes you just everywhere. need to, yeah, sometimes you just need to change the the scenario. Yeah, and the, the look, the stars under Jim Neal are probably the outlier to the, all this. There have been coach changes, but – he uh, he obviously doesn't believe in changing coaches in season, right? That right. that's that's something that he, I think it would be the absolute last resort. And you know the the DeBoer era, Pete's posted the best points percentage in franchise history at six sixty one. There are only three coaches in the history of this franchise that are above sixty percent. Yeah. And they ain't close to 660. No. It's like him and Tippett and Hitch, right? Yep. And and that's it. And, and look, it, sometimes it, it can't all be roses throughout a tenure with, with a team in that. And it gets, it gets uh, carved into a little bit. But 661 is, is special. And if you look at Pete's history, that's kind of what he's done in his other stops too. That's yeah. That's what the San Jose Sharks were doing when he was coaching. And that's what uh, Vegas was doing before they lost 500 man games to injury and said, it was your fault. They all got hurt. Right. And and then made and you, their you all, The other thing so. about Pete is he's got great playoff success as well. Yeah. I and mean, he doesn't he doesn't usually go out in the first round. And I mean, there's something to be said for that because you start getting down to it. And oh, look, there's only eight teams left and you're one of them. And that's a pretty good feather in your cap. Yeah. And they just, just the approach, right. Where yeah, there's not a lot of highs and, and lows, just let's just forge forward. And I, I guess the true genius of having that 
kind of a points percentage is even when you lose, you lose well, like you get yes. a point. Yep. And that's how you, you keep stacking up points and, and there's a consistency to that. And as they've stated before, both the GM and the coach, you just want, you just want opportunities. You want, you want to be at the table year after year and just give yourself an opportunity to be a lucky, be healthy and, uh, and get your way all the way through and try to win a cup yeah. that, cause that's, you, you can be the greatest team, but if injuries hit at the wrong time or, you know, just the black cat walks in front of your team before they go into the arena and, and bad bounces happen against you, you don't win. That's no. you run into a hot goaltender on the other side, whatever it is, but you want to, you want to keep knocking on the door and have the opportunity to have a, at least a seat at the table. Right. To see whether. Yeah, and can, again, going back to salary cap, you know, the league's a lot tighter than it used to be yeah. because every team's a million dollars away from the salary cap. Yeah. 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 You want to talk holiday movies before we go or you got anything else? Sure. No. Greatest Christmas holiday movie. Uh, this is always a debate this time of year. It is. And, uh, you, you know, I consume a lot of video on my iPad on the plane while you are driving your fingers through your keyboard next to me. It's a gentle uh, touch. Uh, no, it is not. Velvet, velvety writing. No, it is. It's <laughs> like you have hammer fingers over there. <laughs> the choices are Elf. Okay. And Elf. Okay. And Trading Places. Mm. Th- those are Those are the only Christmas movies. As an old man, I disagree. Go ahead. You're wrong. A, a Christmas story. Oh, my it's God. It's so funny. Don't do that. I did get hit by an icicle. It fell off the roof and dogs ran rampant through the neighborhood. And it was, I mean, that that was my uh, youth. Uh, so I, I appreciate a Christmas story. Elf. I I, I think it. we watched Elf. I swear to God, Joan Neuendijk had some kind of an in. We had a pirate <laughs> version of Elf before it hit the theaters. Like way back, it's got to be, what is it? 20 years old, 25 years old? Yeah, probably. I swear to God, we had a pirate version on the plane and we watched it. Not knowing really what it was going to become. It was just like, oh yeah, yeah, Will Ferrell's in it. And we watched it and it was like, yeah, great. I've watched it 7,000 million times. Gajillion. That many. A lot. It's so good. Did you know they had a full hockey game that got cut out of the movie? Yeah, you told me that. Okay, well then you didn't know that because I told you. You tell you you inform me. You give me I information. Love, I love trading places too. That drunk Santa when he's pulling, he steals the whole fillet of salmon from the buffet, and he's got it, he's got it shoved down his jacket, and he starts eating it outside, and he's eating some of his beard along with it. Drunk Santa, more, is pretty more funny. greatness from Dan Aykroyd right there. Drunk, drunk Santa, and just the lessons in it. It's beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Beaks. Anyway, I want to wish you, Mike, and every one of our Podman Rushers out there, from our uh, Platinum members to the individuals in management positions with hockey teams in the Bay Area, to those who maybe can't afford that elite level of service and are merely going pod by pod, all of you, a very happy holiday season and a Merry Christmas. Stars are in first. The barn is sold out. 
St. Nick is on his way. You've been on the Podman Rush with Razor Ray and Mike Ica, presented by Kingsville Brewery, an official production of the Dallas Stars. To stay up to date on all things Texas hockey, visit DallasStars.com or download the official Dallas Stars app today. Enjoy that Canadian eggnog there, Daryl. I can't wait to go home this summer and grow my alcohol. (laughs) Turn it off, Tom. We're done. The 2023-24 hockey season is in full swing, and your Dallas Stars need you at American Airlines Center to help bring the intensity. Shot, tip, score! Don't miss your chance to experience the electrifying environment that Texas hockey has to offer this season. From huge hits to savage saves, American Airlines Center is the place to be as the Stars look towards the Stanley Cup. Secure your seats today at DallasStars.com.